meaningless, meaningless, utterly meaningless. Everything is meaningless. And these are the opening words of the book of Ecclesiastes by the wisest man who ever lived. A man who lived his life seeking after wisdom and his end result was the phrase, all is meaningless. King Solomon, the king of Israel, had an experience with God when he was a young king. He fell asleep one night and God showed up in his dream and said, Solomon, ask me for anything and I will give it to you. What would you have asked God for if he showed up in that moment? It kind of seems like a genie in a lamp type of situation. And, and yet it's not. God didn't say, Solomon, ask for anything and I will do it. He said, Solomon, ask me to give you something and I will give you this. Let me give you a gift that can help you in your life, that can get your life to the place that you feel like it needs to be. What is the thing that I can give you, God asks Solomon. Solomon responds to the God of the heavens and the earth, give me wisdom. Give me a discerning heart so that I know right from wrong. So that when I rule in my kingdom, I can know which decision to make. Give me wisdom. And God was pleased that Solomon asked for wisdom. And God told him so. He said, Solomon, I'm so glad you asked for wisdom. I will give you wisdom. I will make you the wisest man who ever lived. And since you did not ask for what other people love to ask for, riches and power and fame, I'm going to give you those too. So Solomon started on a quest to seek after wisdom. And he tells us in the book of Ecclesiastes that he pursued wisdom with his whole life. And at the end of the day, he said, it's all meaningless. He spent his life amassing wisdom and learning right from wrong. And he started to realize that no matter how wise you are, you really can't affect anything. It says the wind blows from the south to the north and then around again. The water leaves the mountains, it goes down to the streams, and then goes back up and around and around. And a thousand years from today, the wind will still be blowing, and the water will still be flowing, but we'll be dead. It doesn't matter how wise you are, you can't do anything. You can't change anything. Solomon moved on from wisdom and said, maybe there's another purpose in life. And he says that he, claimed, that he spent his existence seeking after pleasure. He said, I partied, I filled myself with all of these things, all the while maintaining the wisdom in my mind, trying to discern if by finding pleasure in this world might I have meaning. But it too was meaningless, chasing after the wind. That word meaningless is a word that describes a vapor, a mist, like a cloud. And Solomon describes as he sought after pleasure, after he sought after building an empire for himself, after he sought after riches and fame, and got all of those things that every time he got to his goal and tried to reach out and grab it, it was like reaching at a cloud and it just disappeared. Meaningless. Meaningless, says the teacher. Utterly meaningless. Everything is meaningless. And we hear these words in this album and start to think after aspects of our own lives that we pursue. 
We want to find meaning in our work. We want to find meaning by building a kingdom with finances or a family. We want to pursue meaning by building a family. We want to pursue meaning by discovering pleasure. We want to pursue meaning in all these other ways. And many of us have landed on the same thing Solomon landed on, that at the end of the day, it's meaningless. It says, if I amass a bunch of riches and I hand them to my son, who knows if he'll squander it all? If I build an empire for myself and I die and it's big, the next day it can crash. There's nothing lasting that I can do. There's a phrase that says, eat, drink, and be merry for tomorrow we die. And that phrase comes out of the book of Ecclesiastes. Many times in this book, Solomon says, food's a gift of God. Wine's a gift from God. Your wife's a gift from God. Enjoy these things. Enjoy your work. That's all the meaning you'll get in this world. That's a little discouraging. I was on uh, Instagram yesterday, and I saw this post. My favorite Instagram uh, entity is this one called Humans of New York. And they put pictures of just normal folks in New York City and a little quote about what they're seeking after in life or their biggest struggle or victory or dark moment. And there's this picture yesterday of this, of this kid. He's probably 19, 20, 21 years old, and he just was sitting there. And it said, all I want is a girlfriend and a job and a glass of wine at the end of the day. And I looked at that and I thought, isn't there more than this? I got a text from a guy today with a picture of a little fire in his backyard, a little fire pit. And he said, smoking a cigar, looking into the fire, does life get any better than this? And you kind of feel what he's going after and you think, but is that it? The wisest man in the world found no meaning in building anything. Build an empire? No. Build money? No. Build pleasure? No. Build anything? No. Eat, drink, and be merry. He says, enjoy your wife all the days of your meaningless life. A lot of people say that Ecclesiastes is a non-Christian book. And Solomon describes life under the sun. And life under the sun is life in that world, not in our world. But we read Ecclesiastes and we say, I don't know, that sounds a lot like my world too. It's really if we apply this logic of wisdom to the Christian life, we find just as little meaning. You spend your life trying to raise up good kids and you don't know if they'll make it. You try to build an empire in the church for yourself, in ministry for yourself, and do good in the world, but injustice just keeps creeping in and creeping in and creeping in. Can you build anything that matters? So me as a Christian, I read Ecclesiastes, and I feel those words that he says, and, and I agree. Meaningless. Meaningless, says the teacher, utterly meaningless. Everything is meaningless. I don't think Ecclesiastes is not a Christian book. Because when, when Solomon describes the life that God calls us to live or 
the meaning of life as he sees it in that verse where he says, enjoy your wife all the days of your meaningless life. He says things like, and this too is a gift from God. He says things in that verse, that's in chapter 9 and in chapter 8. He says, honor the creator in the days of your youth. Solomon says that you should enjoy this drink and enjoy this food and enjoy your work and work hard at work and enjoy your wife because you have God's approval. Now go and live. Solomon's writing to believers. And yet his message remains, anything you seek after to build, to find meaning, will fail. So maybe the moral of Solomon's story is that we shouldn't build anything. Maybe meaning can be found not in the building or the amassing or the pursuing, but by enjoying the gifts that God has given us. Maybe my friend was right when he said, there's nothing better in life than to sit by this fire and enjoy this moment. Maybe it's true that meaning in life does not come by building a family and building an empire, but by enjoying the family that God has given you. Maybe Solomon was right when he said that your meaning should not be built and found in how much you can build at work, but meaning can be found when you enjoy and work hard at the job God has given you, because work too is a gift from God. Solomon says there's no meaning in building anything because nothing you try to build has permanency. The wind keeps blowing. The grasses keep growing. The water keeps revolving. And you die. But the gift of God is that you might enjoy the life and the gifts that he's given you. Solomon says there's a time to grow, a time to plant, a time to reap, a time to embrace, a time to refrain from embracing. We know that. There's a time to be born, there's a time to die, there's a time to everything in its season. You heard the song? What if God has created us to know how we might enjoy the moments he gives us? What if meaning is not found in building, but meaning is found in being? Not looking inside ourselves to find meaning there, but looking upwards to God and realizing that he's given us a gift of a moment where we might pray for someone. He's given us the gift of a moment where we might go to work and work hard and serve him there. He's given us the gift of a family that we might enjoy. He's given us the gift of food that we can enjoy. And Solomon's picture of the meaning of life being enjoying food and drink with your family after a hard day's work, what if that is where meaning is found? Not in building, but in being. When Jesus came, he said, I came that you might have life. And have it abundantly. He said, my yoke is easy. My burden is light. Come and follow me. 
And when Jesus talks about building a life that will be impactful forever and ever, he says, if you want to build anything that has meaning, he says, remain in me. Abide in me. Stick close to me. Remain with me. Dwell with me. And by doing that, you will bear much fruit. He says, apart from me, you can do nothing. Jesus gives us the same perspective as Solomon. He says, if you run after anything to build it, it will die and disintegrate and decompose and go back to the dust just like you. But if you make your dwelling with me and you enjoy this relationship with me, you cling to me and dwell with me and you exist with me and find joy in the relationship with me, then I'll be like a trunk of a tree and you'll be like a branch coming out that remains in the trunk and beautiful things will start to grow out of you. Solomon writes Ecclesiastes to believers in God, reminding them that their purpose in life is not to build anything that will last because nothing does. But their purpose in life is to enjoy their creator in the days of their youth, to cling to him before it's too late, to let him start working through you and in you and with you and among you. Because he is the only one who gives meaning. Solomon asked for wisdom, and he got it. He asked for a heart that can discern what is right and what is wrong, and And he got it. And he was able to understand what to do in every moment of his life, how to enjoy the gifts God gave him, how to discern the circumstances God put in front of him, how to make hard choices when it was appropriate, how to do everything appropriate in its season. And he found meaning in existing with God in each of those moments. Life under the sun is life under God's creation. And if you're struggling to find meaning in this world, maybe it's because you're running after building instead of running to him and clinging. Because the only fruit that can grow out of our lives is the fruit that comes when we cling to him and watch him produce it through us. Jesus says, come after me and bear fruit, fruit that will last. Do you know him? Do you dwell with him? Is your meaning and your identity in him? Because a thousand years from now, when the wind's still blowing and the water's still flowing, We will be dust. Except if we know him. And then we'll have life. Abundant life, not just here on this earth. But life forever and ever and ever and ever. Let me pray for us. And then we'll close our time tonight. Father, we think of life under the sun and 
And so often we struggle for meaning and we can't find it anywhere. And many of us have these same stories that Solomon experienced. We've run after money or fame or pleasure or riches or power or women or men or whatever it is and and we came up empty. We pray that we would be people who seek the truth. Who recognize that meaning is not found in building anything, but meaning is found in, in existing. In existing in relationship with you, in relationship with others, and understanding the things that are in front of us as gifts from you that you call us to make wise decisions with. I pray that we would turn to you turn from evil ways and seek the truth and that we would find meaning in your son Jesus who came not to condemn the world but to save the world who came to give us life and life abundantly and life eternally who looked down at a world who was full of people that was struggling to find meaning and and your son came and walked this planet and died for the evil that we had committed, died as a terrible act of injustice in the world that we messed up, and yet rose from the grave to give life. And said to his disciples right before he went to the cross, abide in me and I will abide in you. Abide in me and you will bear much fruit. Help us to be people who dwell with Jesus. In the same way we learn to enjoy relationships with our wife and our children and our friends, that we would learn to enjoy our relationship with our creator in our youth before our days are gone. Because you are the one who created meaning. You are the one who gives us wisdom to see the truth. We ask for that wisdom so that we might learn to live on this planet in a way that honors you and fulfills us because we realize that you've caused, created us to dwell with you, not to build anything on our own. Thank you for this music we got to experience tonight. We pray that these themes would resonate with us as we walk from here. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.